0: Hey there, how are you? Hope you're having a healthy ish day, of course. Did you like that? This is the podcast from Body and Soul, quite healthy-ish, of course. I'm your host, Felicity Harley. Now, joining me in the studio today is Alastair Horscroft. He is a hypnotherapy and coaching expert and founder of The Mind Academy. He has had more than 20 years experience in hypnotherapy, coaching, neuro-linguistic programming, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He was a bit of a celebrity back in the UK. Well, in his past life, he's really big on hypnosis. And today he's going to talk more about the state of self-hypnosis: how to put yourself into it and how it can improve your well-being. If you do like what you hear from Alistair, make sure you listen to Extra Healthy-ish, where he discusses why hypnosis might be better for you than practicing mindfulness and meditation. You can search for that wherever you get your podcasts. Alistair. Felicity. Welcome to Helping.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much for having me.
0: Nice to have you. Well, it, this is kind of your return, isn't it? You haven't done media for a while, he was telling me listeners, and now he's back.
1: That's right. I'm back. Back out of my introverted dungeon, and I'm getting back out there. <laughs> well, yeah.
0: you're back talking to us about hypnotherapy, hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As I said to you when we're off air, explain to us the difference and 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 perhaps the benefits of it.
1: Yeah, yeah Sure. So, hypnosis is really a state, a state of brain and a state of mind. And hypnotherapy is obviously the therapeutic applications or the psychotherapy you do with someone whilst they are in hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Okay, Now, I suppose where that leads to is, you know, the most common thing we often get asked is, well, this state of hypnosis, can everyone get into it? and um, I would say yes, and I would say some doctors and research scientists say only about two-thirds of the population can officially get into an appropriate state of hypnosis. Mm. But, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I've been hypnotizing people for, I mean, over 25 years now, and there hasn't really been anyone that I haven't been able to get in touch with their unconscious mind.
0: Why do you like it so much? Why are you a a bit of an advocate of this of of getting people into this state of mind?
1: Well, firstly, because it just works. And I think we're going to see a huge uptake in psychology and psychotherapy of using hypnosis alongside their techniques. Why? Well, because the hypnotic state is a remarkable state, a mind-brain state. And it's a state where... Um, what do they call it? My my neuroscience isn't the greatest, but I believe it's um, the salience uh, network in the brain. Mm-hmm. And the salience network um, is our attention-grabbing aspect of our brain. And when we go into hypnosis, that's kind of soothed, yes, or regulated, where our kind of fidgety attention, you know, is dismissed. Okay. We're also able to get into a state of focused absorption. And most importantly, a state of dissociation, or what we call association. So we can become more objective. Basically, there's another part of our brain, the amygdala, and that's kind of
0: oh the fear, the, the fear few, one, the fear the one. one,
1: and that's connected to it's not a part of the sentience network but it's connected to it and that kind of downregulates as well during hypnosis mm. so what we're doing is we're creating this amazing brain state where we can be objective yes uh, to things that previously would have triggered us or deregulated us so we can kind of remain mostly regulated whilst even dealing with even the most kind of horrendous of issues you know the trauma or whatever it might be and that's incredibly useful because obviously, in standard psychology or psychotherapy, when people start talking about you know the worst of things that unfortunately happen to humans, they start deregulating. And in mm. that state, it takes an awfully long time to try and get outcomes or results because you're already dealing with a highly emotionalized state, yeah. obviously, yeah. you see. They are starting to use hypnosis, kind of hypnotic-based cognitive behavioral therapy, where we get into this objective, dissociated state. And when we can do our CBT in that state and it's so much more impactful because we're not deregulating and we're really kind of training our brain and mind without that hurdle of deregulation in the first place. Mm. So I think it's a wonderful thing.
0: What about if you, you are a bit nervous and tentative about it? Because, you know, like a lot of those deep emotions mm-hmm. that a lot of us cover up about different things that have happened in our life, mm-hmm. it, you, you know, I, I personally I'd be like, I, I'm so nervous for all the, the truth the truth to come out.
1: Mm -hmm. So it's a great question, but here's the thing. A couple of moments or even a couple of minutes of discomfort to have your issue resolved, surely you would take that choice. Mm. People suppress, repress, avoid, you know what I mean, all their lives. But if they go to a good therapist and they sort it out, let's say, for example, in three hours, okay, that would be a a decent amount of time. That's quick to sort out a
0: you know, yeah, But let's say a it's 10 trauma. minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'm
1: giving three hours as a generous time frame. Right. But let's say 10, 15 minutes. You've waited all of those years of all of that stress, of all of that time when all you really had to do was feel uncomfortable for, you know, a very mm. short period of time. I think I know which one I'd take. Mm. Yeah? But I think that raises the other question that we were talking about briefly before we went on air. And that's the difference between coping, you know, and resolving. And society, unfortunately, due to being a capitalist market, we are set up To coping strategies. Everything's about coping with our emotions, coping with our feelings, coping with our issues, coping with our past, coping with our relationships. Whether we use drugs, whether we use meditation, whether we use, you know, uh, whatever.
0: Active wear. Active wear, (laughs)
1: yes, the gym, whatever it might be. These things don't resolve things, you know. They help us cope at best, yeah. I'm in the business of helping people resolve things, yeah. A quick, very quick story. The lady came to see me many, many years ago. She was Sydney, actually, had ornophobia. This is a phobia of birds. We think, oh, phobia of birds, that's not much. She couldn't take her kids to the park. She couldn't eat alfresco. She couldn't leave. She had to drive from underground garage to underground garage. So you start thinking about the amount of time this person is thinking about this issue. But, of course, they're scared about having to resolve this issue. She'd been maybe with this 14, 15 years before she met me. Been to lots of therapists, talked about it. Nothing worked. We used a little bit of hypnosis. We resolved it. And I think it took us about two hours potentially. And now she um, has all the benefits of not having the ornophobia, but also the added benefit of not feeling guilty about her relationship with the children. Mm. Yeah, being able to be more there for her you know, husband. So these are huge outcomes mm. in very short periods of time. So I would say to listeners, just get into it. You mm. know, it's uh, sort your stuff out.
0: Do you do it? Yeah. How often?
1: To be honest, I mean, hypnosis can be used in lots of different ways. So, you know, I came from a Relatively interesting childhood with some problems, should we say? Uh, Anxiety disorders, OCD, you know, a lot of this kind of stuff. And so I used hypnosis to resolve that stuff. And so I don't suffer from any of that anymore. So obviously I don't use it in that way because that's kind of done. But I still use hypnosis, uh, say for example, for today. I used a very light bit of hypnosis on the airplane. I'm coming to meet you. I want the best of me to be present with you. So I put myself into a hypnotic state and I role play. So
0: you can put your own self.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, self-hypnosis. So I put myself into a hypnotic state just briefly, and I role-play the best of me meeting you. Yep, yeah? I'm like trusting my unconscious is going to deliver the most interesting and useful information to you and the listeners. And I'm kind of role-playing or kind of pre-framing or presetting my mind and brain so the best of me comes forward. So I often use hypnosis in that kind of a way.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah. you've done that. I have. <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's almost just also. I mean, we can do that ourselves, can't we? Yep. Even if we're not an expert, yep. you know, in hypnosis, where yep. we, it's just visualizing, visualization and positive self talk. No? Or is that. What's the difference here?
1: Not quite. I mean, yes and no. I mean, like I said, similar is not the same. So Mm. it's similar, but it's not the same. So like I said, I'm a big fan of this Dr. Spiegel and he's got an app called Reverie. Yeah, I'm always promoting that app. You know, no financial kickback to me at all. Just, I think we should always promote what I think you need to meet him. I think I do. (laughs) do. He's become a bit of a hero of mine. (laughs) Even though I think I've hypnotized more people than him. He says he's hypnotized 7,000 people. I think I'm up to 10,000 people. What? So 30 years running trainings. Fair enough. Not, maybe not at one at a time, but mm-hmm. if you've got a group of 100 people, okay. it doesn't take too long yeah, yeah, to get yeah, the large yeah, numbers yeah, up, it. does it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I think, yeah, he's got a great app called Reverie. And in that, he takes you... Now, his, there are lots of different f- ways of inducing hypnosis, and he has a very functional, you know, kind of a neurophysiological uh, way of inducing hypnosis. And so I would suggest that would be a great place to go if you wanted just to learn some self-hypnosis and yeah. get some great kind of runs on the board with mm. training your mind in that mm. way. Other than that, you can go and see a skilled uh, hypnotherapist and they should easily better teach you kind of self-hypnosis so you can use it for yourself. Mm. Visualisation can – some people can use visualisation uh, and they automatically go into a hypnotic state. So that is true. yeah. But some people, when they visualise, they don't go into a hypnotic state and they might need some assistance.
0: I like it. Alistair, thank you for coming on Healthish. Thanks for having me. Well, self-hypnosis – like a state of deep mindfulness, isn't it? Perhaps it's just the nuance of how you do it. If you did enjoy this chat, please rate and review it, or you can subscribe to this podcast. Of course, share this app with a friend. Anything else, head to bodyandseller.com.au. Follow us on socials, grab our print edition, which is in your local Sunday paper. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish.